Welcome to ReachMD. The following program, the link between spondyloarthritis and IBD, a gastroenterological perspective, is developed and sponsored by AbbVie. This activity is intended for United States and Puerto Rico healthcare professionals only. The U.S. Medical Affairs Department of AbbVie Incorporated is the sole author and copyright owner of this presentation and has paid ReachMD to host this presentation. AbbVie is solely responsible for all written and oral content within this presentation. Copyright 2019, AbbVie Incorporated, all rights reserved. The following speakers have received compensation from the U.S. Medical Affairs Department of AbbVie Incorporated to prepare and present the following information and are speaking on behalf of AbbVie. Here's your host, Dr. Schwartzman. This is ReachMD, and I'm Dr. Sergio Schwartzman. Joining me via Skype from Chicago to discuss spondyloarthritis from a gastroenterological perspective is Dr. Stephen Hanauer, Medical Director of the Digestive Health Center at Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine and the Clifford Joseph Barbarocca Professor of Medicine. Dr. Hanauer, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me, Dr. Schwartzman. I'm happy to be here. Today, we will be discussing one of the associations of spondyloarthritis with other diseases, in this case, inflammatory bowel disease. What do you check for when you suspect spondyloarthritis? When do you refer? And given your subspecialty, do you initiate treatment? But before we dig into that, I'd like to take a moment and review spondyloarthritis. Spondyloarthritis represents a family of related inflammatory conditions that share common clinical, genetic, and pathophysiologic features. Spondyloarthritis is a complicated group of diseases which can have individual or polyorgan involvement. While they are frequently first identified by primary care physicians, they are not always identified as systemic diseases. Spondyloarthritis entities are often grouped by whether there is a predominance of axial or peripheral manifestations. Spondyloarthritis patients commonly experience concomitant related conditions we rheumatologists refer to as extraarticular manifestations, which can include inflammatory bowel disease, psoriasis, uveitis, and other conditions as well. I suppose from your perspective, the articular symptoms of spondyloarthritis could be considered as extra-intestinal manifestations of inflammatory bowel disease. Stephen, how would you tell us more about the relationship between spondyloarthritis and inflammatory bowel disease? Thanks, Sergio. You're correct. There is a relationship between inflammatory bowel disease and spondyloarthritis especially ankylosing spondylitis. Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis are relatively common extra-articular manifestations of SPA. Indeed, about 10% of SPA patients have clinical IBD, and remarkably, up to half have evidence of subclinical gut inflammation. But looking at it from the perspective of the IBD patients that I see, Articular manifestations are often the main extra-intestinal complaint. For example, 
observations on over 1,100 patients from a European IBD cohort suggest that the most common extraintestinal manifestation in IBD, especially in Crohn's disease, is arthritis. But I'd be remiss if I didn't point out that not all arthropathies associated with IBD signal spondylarthritis. Indeed, peripheral arthropathies or arthralgias are the most common extraintestinal manifestation of ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease, and their course often parallels that of the intestinal disease activity. These arthralgias are more prevalent in IBD than the arthritis characteristic of SPA that you described, and they tend to be associated more commonly with ulcerative colitis than Crohn's disease, unlike SPA. Also, they sometimes actually precede intestinal symptoms in IBD patients, but typically they don't result in joint destruction. In contrast, axial spondyl arthritis tends to run a course independent of the intestinal disease activity, unlike the more common peripheral arthralgias that I just mentioned. It's important for the rheumatologist to keep these distinctions in mind when evaluating the joint complaints of IBD patients. Given the variety of arthropathies that may present in patients with IBD, co-management of these individuals by the rheumatologist and gastroenterologist is always the best strategy. Thank you, Stephen. Now that we've talked about spondyloarthritis and the need for co-management care, let's discuss what this could look like in clinical practice. Sergio, if I have an IBD patient who complains of joint pain, what do you recommend I check during my examination? I think really it's both the history and the physical exam that are very important. The first challenge is to differentiate inflammatory disease from mechanical disease because inflammatory bowel disease patients do have osteoarthritis, which is not an inflammatory condition or not a predominant inflammatory condition. There can be secondary inflammation. So in looking for inflammatory disease, one of the key elements is when the symptoms occur. Do they occur in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, or after use? If the symptoms are predominant in the morning, that is indicative of an inflammatory disease. The second part is the physical exam. And the physical exam should focus on whether the joints that the patients are complaining of or the tendons show evidence of inflammation. What we see in patients with inflammatory disease is that the sites that they're complaining of pain are red, hot, and swollen. Another element that is almost pathognomonic for inflammatory arthritis is dactylitis, or sausage swelling of the fingers or the toes. If you should see any of these types of findings or obtain a history indicative of inflammatory musculoskeletal disease, I believe that those patients should be co-managed and referred to a rheumatologist. So if I were to turn the table, Stephen, if I have a patient who has an inflammatory arthritis or an axial peripheral disease that complains of GI symptoms, what should I be on the lookout for? 
Quite similarly, Sergio, I'm looking for inflammatory gut symptoms that include frequent and in particular nocturnal diarrhea, blood in the stool, persisting abdominal pain, or perianal or perirectal symptoms. In addition, unexplained weight loss, fevers, or a family history of IBD are also red flags. If your patient has these symptoms, consider referring to a gastroenterologist. So now let's talk about treatment. There are a variety of agents approved for SPA or IBD indications. And indeed, several are approved for both spondylarthritis and inflammatory bowel disease. However, while NSAIDs are commonly prescribed for patients with arthritic manifestations, in the setting of IBD, NSAIDs may actually exacerbate gastrointestinal symptoms and may even trigger a flare for a patient who has IBD in remission. Stephen, you touched on a great point regarding the need to consider all clinical presentations of both musculoskeletal diseases and IBD, including spondyloarthritis when deciding how to approach treatment. This underscores the need for collaborative care for these patients. Recommendations from many medical societies stress the importance of a multidisciplinary approach in the management of inflammatory bowel disease and extraintestinal manifestations such as spondyloarthritis. Every member of the co-management team can contribute in important ways to patient care. To wrap things up for our colleagues, in patients with spondyloarthritis, inflammatory bowel disease could be a part of a multi-organ disease. Both gastrointestinal and musculoskeletal issues need to be addressed in these patients. Likewise, in patients with inflammatory bowel disease and musculoskeletal manifestations, especially axial spondyloarthritis, there should be a suspicion for inflammatory disease in these patients as well. Communication is a key. In both scenarios, a co-management approach would be optimal. Stephen, thank you for joining me today. This has been a truly informative discussion. Thanks for having me, Sergio. I've really enjoyed our discussions today. This program was brought to you by AbbVie. If you missed any part of this discussion or to find others in the series, visit reachmd.com SPA. This is ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.